0: everybody and welcome back to basics we are doing basics and to them we have returned back Hooray! <laughs> <laughs> for those of you who don't know this is our ongoing eternal and interminable bible study series where we are working through the bible one passage or half passage as necessary at a time trying to figure out what the hell is going on with all this crazy stuff in the bible um i am of course pastor don as you can tell by my fancy shirt and collar uh which i am wearing because reasons um i don't normally i don't like wear it every day but i just happen to have call to wear it today while we're recording so that's happening uh and joining me is the wonderful the magnificent the occasionally wears collars but for an entirely different purpose courtney fraley
1: oh my god <laughs> what are you gonna make people think good lord i mean <laughs> I don't think I've worn my spike collar on this show before, but I got that for a Nana Osaki cosplay. <laughs> <laughs>
0: you see, I just I just love throwing random stuff into the introductions to see what you catch and what you don't and what freaks you out.
1: Yeah, it's Don's usually the one who suggests this, but especially for this run of episodes, uh, this one and the two previous to it, I am uh, just recovering from just a head cold. Mm. So um, I'm not, not quite talking. Mm-hmm as much
0: <laughs> and as usual i'm always happy to talk whether I, whether i'm physically up for it or not because <laughs> that is an occupational hazard when you are a preacher because oh my god we never shut up um so with that in mind let's talk about the bible shall we we are I picking up so. picking up in genesis chapter 42 um we i'm, I'm gonna go back to altars 26
1: is where we're picking up at right if i'm not mistaken
0: Now, I'm going to go back to Alters translation for this one. uh, And that's why I didn't say the verse number quite yet. I'm going back to Alters because when I can, I like it better. Um, But there's an interesting thing that happens in Alters translation because I mentioned this in the last video. These neat little headings and such, uh, they are a modern invention for us modern readers. They were not in the original text. It's not broken up at all actually chapters verses and headers are all later additions to what was meant to be a single narrative piece of text start to finish um so chapters and verses have obviously been around for a lot longer than the, the narrative header inserts uh but again it was all just a single piece of written text the whole book of genesis everything was a single piece of text that was f- created of other older texts that were fused together, and but again, it was never meant to be delineated in the way we do now. So that being the case, Alter's translation the the, the verse numbers aren't as specific. They have them, but it's mostly just as a reference point along the side header. And matter of fact, I'll show you that right there. Like if you see, you can see they just appear down the oh, side. Yeah. It's not clear where the verse actually starts, and the reason for that is some of those verses, as we understand them, uh, are two like it's one sentence in english but it's two different sentences in hebrew or vice versa and the break that we put sometimes calls comes in the middle of a sentence and so the break between 25 and 26 here is a good example of that um because the thought uh in in the nrsv we have um from 25 joseph gave them orders to fill their bags with grain to return every man's money to his sack and then give them provisions for the journey this was done for them Um, this is all kind of connected into verse 26 about them loading their grain and departing in the Hebrew. So there isn't really a break here. So Alter's translation stops with Simeon being bound before them, and that's where he kind of goes on to the next paragraph. So, yeah, I'm going to start from after that thought, which is twenty-five-ish in Alter's translation. I'm going to continue on to the end from there. So, for those of you who are reading, I'm going to be starting roughly in the middle of verse twenty-five, give or take, and continue. And on if you're not end.
1: familiar yet, what we usually do for those of us reading along at home is the NRSVue. The updated. Version. <laughs> I know it's a <laughs> mouthful, but that's yeah. that's our that go-to, the... easy-to-access translation.
0: It is the new revised standard version, updated edition, because English is a garbage language made out of garbage words and garbage syllables that don't make sense. New revised standard version, updated edition. How new is the damn thing? I don't know. Uh, Actually, it only came out like two years ago, but it's a revision of a revision of a revision of a revision that was all in response to how stupid the NIV is. Anyway, um, let's get on. I can already see Courtney's eyes rolling as I get my rant on. So let's get started reading the actual damn Bible, shall we? starting from verse 25-ish. And Joseph gave orders to fill their baggage with grain and to put back their silver into each one's pack and to give them supplies for the way. And so he did for them. And they loaded their provisions on their donkeys and they set out from there. Then one of them opened his pack to give provender to his donkey at the encampment. And he saw his silver and look, it was in the mouth of his bag. And he said to his brothers, My silver's been put back, and look, it's actually in my bag. And they were dumbfounded and trembled each before his brother, saying, What is this that God has done to us? And they came to Jacob, to their father, to the land of Canaan, and they told him all that had befallen them, saying, The man who is lord of the land spoke harshly to us and made us out to be spies in the land. And we said to him, We are honest. We would never be spies. Twelve brothers we are, and the sons of our father. One is no more. And the youngest is now with our father in the land of Canaan. And the man who is Lord of the land said to us, By this shall I know if you are honest. One of your brothers leave with me, and provisions against the famine in your homes take and go, and bring your youngest brother to me, that I may know you are not spies but are honest. I shall give you back your brother, and you can trade in the land. And just as they were emptying their packs, look, each one's bundle of silver was in his pack. And they saw their bundles, both they and their father, and were afraid. And Jacob, their father, said to them, Me you have bereaved. Joseph is no more, and Simeon is no more, and Benjamin you would take? It is I who bear it all. And Reuben spoke to his father, saying, My two sons you may put to death if I do not bring him back. Place him in my hands, and I will return him to you. And he said, my son shall not go down with you, for his brother is dead and he alone remains. And should harm befall him on the way you are going, you would bring down my gray head in sorrow to shale. And that's where it stops for today. So basically, I yeah. don't feel like we
1: have much to work on. There's
0: not as much here, but it's basically. All the kids come back and say, "Look, this is what the guy and the man said, and we left Simeon there, so maybe send Benjamin back with him." And just... I love
1: that they see their money and they don't—they don't even try and think of like a mundane reason for the, for it being there. Mm-hmm. Like, why? Did, they don't even think. Why did they give us our money back? They're just like, "Oh no, God orchestrated this to punish us more. We paid, and now we have our money back. What's happening?"
0: But we have our money back and the grain, so it looks like we stole shit. Yeah that's the worry there it was yeah, like no, oh I they understand said it. it's just they said they said we were spies and thieves and evil people and now we have their grain and our money and that's not a good look and well i guess simeon's fucked yeah and so they go back to joseph or i mean to jacob and tell everything that happened and jacob sees, well you've got the grain and you've got the money what the fuck kids like i gave you one task i sent you to the store Man, You had one job to do. I sent you to the store to get some goddamn bread and you came back with 16 pounds of chocolate. You robbed the cash register and you left your brother behind. What the hell? Like
1: Now we're not allowed to ever go back to that Walmart.
0: Right? That's pretty much it. This is the story of how Jacob and his sons got permabanned from the Walmart. That's pretty much it. End of story.
1: This is such a traditional Bible study that we read here.
0: Right? Yeah, if you turned in looking for a conservative, (laughs) level-headed approach to the scripture, you might want to hit that next video button because it's all downhill from here.
1: Only hopefully this is years in the future and you're hitting that next video button and it's taking you to the next one (laughs) that we've made trying to
0: make... Don't tell them the secret. I put this shit in a playlist. If they hit the next button, I'm automatically going to the next video. Yeah. Well,
1: I still think. I mean, I joke a lot, but I still think we're doing something good here. Anyway, let's. Continue. I tend
0: to think the same way, but yeah. So, Joe or Jacob's reaction here becomes at least a little bit more understandable once we have all the facts at hand. Like on first read, his re- his reactions used to be, "Fuck Simeon." y'all are saying here he's dead to us right like that's well, not the first we're getting reason. him back idiots <laughs> but when you also consider that <clears throat> like hebrew culture kind of viewed children as bookends in terms of value like the eldest was extremely valuable the youngest was extremely valuable for totally different reasons and the ones in the middle were just kind of there so, like, all right, well, you lost one of the middle ones. I got a bunch more of those. But, like, the eldest the eldest, and the youngest, all right, we're good. We're good. This sucks, but not as much as it could. Yeah, like, it, it's bad. But, like, keep in mind we're dealing with effectively prehistory here where, you know, the children you started the journey of life with were not the same number of children you ended the journey of life with, usually by a significant number. So I'm not saying losing a child was, in those days, like, Nobody gave a shit. They definitely did. Like they were still human. These were still people. Uh, mm-hmm. But it wasn't seen as a rare tragedy in the way we see it today. Like, so when he's talking about, ah, oh, God damn it, I lost another kid. Like we joke about it. And Jacob was definitely pissed. But this about is why it. he had a dozen, right? <laughs> yeah, it's, it's why he had a dozen. It's it's why fa- large families were the order of being up until only like maybe like five, 600 years ago, like disease and natural disaster. Then, and, like... you know, Christians would generally lead to people being killed a lot. And that usually meant kids. Like there's, there's a big discussion when we talk about the, the, um, the life expectancy in earlier days of prehistory, how like the life expectancy. Now we know to be somewhere in the eighties, depending on your culture or if you're in America somewhere in the 70s um I'm not kidding I think it was like 78 the last time I checked um but so there's that but if you go back in history that that life expectancy seems to go down and we talk about like the Middle Ages or during the Black Pig, the life expectancy was like in the 50s or the 60s and some crazy stuff like that and we think wow people were dying early but no it's an average it just meant more babies and children were dying like if you lived to adulthood you were probably going to be relatively fine unless you were in a war or something um because you learned how to avoid all the shit that was going to kill you Uh, people
1: weren't actually dying on average at like 26
0: right and so the the average uh the the rate of longevity in those days was not so much affected by old people dying as it was by young people dying so when we talk about the way jacob understood his kids he understood them in the context of a world where yeah you'd lose anywhere between 10 and 50 percent of your children over the course of your life yeah it was to to quote the jim hadar the order of things you know i'm gonna sneak one in deep cuts all the way all right so (laughs) i think it's it's interesting by the way that Ruben here, again, is trying to do the right thing in the stupidest possible way. Like, that's kind of his theme. He tries to do good, and he kind of falls flat on his face here. Um, He's
1: very relatable in that way. (laughs)
0: Yeah. Um, I'm going to read this from Alter's commentary. Ruben, as usual, means well, but stumbles in the execution. To a father obsessed with the loss of sons, he offers a prospect of killing two grandsons. <laughs> um, David Kim He, who he's referencing here, catches this nicely in saying, Jacob says, stupid firstborn, are they your sons and not my sons? This is, the, this is not the only moment in the story where we sense that Reuben's claim to preeminence among the brothers as firstborn is dubious and he will be displaced by Judah, the fourthborn. Like, <laughs> Reuben is good is a good natured dumbass basically
1: so yes very relatable
0: (laughs) yeah very relatable in that sense but like he i'll put this a different way i kind of see in a weird way ruben is kind of the the archetype of the adhd son like he immediately jumps on a terribly thought out good idea that he thinks and runs it immediately into the minefield. Like he's literally Leroy Jenkins in good thought here. <laughs> I mean oh. <laughs> like that that's literally what Ruben is doing here. And like, you know, I have I have children who may or may not have ADHD and that may have it myself. I definitely do. I took medicine for it this morning. Um you know as does you know, other people in my family as well. So I've seen what this, what ADHD really and looks And I am
1: like. gloriously unmedicated at the moment.
0: Oh, yeah, well, that sucks. But we've seen, we know what, we know what this looks like when it's unmedicated and the impulsivity that relates to it. And when we, when we talk about ADHD, we tend to think of it as people who just can't sit still or can't be distracted. But there is an impulsivity component to it in a lot of people that cause them to just kind of Tends charge. Tends to be more
1: prominent in uh, people assigned male at birth.
0: That's true. That is true, um and we we do see that, and it's we often tend to think of it in our modern stupid way as being somehow bad. Like we when we talk about impulsivity, we think of it in terms of kind of impulsively buying forty-seven chocolate bars at the cash register or uh, going Amazon today. What
1: you in the chocolate bars today? I, uh, what did
0: I say? I like chocolate. It's been on my mind today. Um, But, like, whatever it is, like, we always see it in terms of, like, buying something you shouldn't or taking some sort of negative action. But often what that impulsivity is is still an expression of the person inside. So Ruben here is a fundamentally good kid, I think. And he's trying to do good things, but he's not stopping to think them through slightly, even a little bit. He's like, ha, I will do the thing. You can kill my kids! Not really thinking that, like, his what father's is pissed about losing kids in the first place. So often Not a couple better. of kids isn't going to help. So like there is people, people often ask me, is there neurodivergent representation of the Bible? I'm like it's there, but like we never called it that we, when the stories were written, we didn't know anything about psychology or, or psychiatry. So it was, that's never- kind of how
1: a lot of the, a lot of representation kind of ends up working in the Bible is it's like, do yeah. you see it? Mm-hmm. Then it's probably for you. <laughs> you God yeah, works mysterious ways. These people, like, you know, if if you're if you're reading a character and you're like, God, that's relatable.
0: hmm Might be because maybe of it's it. supposed to be. <laughs> like, and we have this same conversation when we talk about LGBTQIA representation in the Bible. Like, mm-hmm. we didn't have those terms two thousand years ago, so you have to you have to diagnose it yourself rather than look for them calling it out explicitly because they didn't know to do that. Yeah. Right? But if you know what you're looking for, it's there. And so, yeah, we this was the tangent I did not expect to go on, but which I still think is important. Like, <laughs> neurodivergent representation of the Bible, Reuben being a well-meaning dumbass is pretty much it, I guess. That's our start.
1: Right.
0: Crazy impulsivity. Um. Anything else from this one that we want to we tear into? There's a little bit here. Do um, you have
1: something else you want to talk about?
0: Yeah, well, like... We're, we're really just setting the stage for chapter 43 at this point and if we have to go a little short on this one that's fine because chapter 43 is where the uh the brotherly chickens come home to roost and that is
1: brotherly chickens
0: yes the the title of chapter 43 is the brothers come again bringing benjamin so they're going to finally do it like their father's going to at some point be okay with that so spoiler alert um that's <laughs> spoiler alert for anybody who skipped sunday school for fucking ever but that is good they are eventually going to go back and they're going to bring benjamin with because they have to um and that's this is going to be and i'll tell you right now this is a longer passage but it's one single thought so we may wind up having to do our little pineapple game again but we are going to work our way through it one way or the other and this is where kind of everything comes together and this is uh the primary resolution to the first part of this there's there's more it still goes on for a while um and the revelation isn't for another two chapters yet so there's this time and we're working we're working on it it's (laughs) joseph is a long ass story y'all and we're going to be fighting our way through this for a while but this is like we did abraham how long were we in abraham we're there for uh, for a A long time yeah so we got abraham we got joseph and then we're gonna hit moses as well like all of these major figures take a chunk of time um and i actually don't know off the top of my head what comes after joseph's revelation the whole family comes to egypt
1: we're good you're rambling (laughs) we we got
0: we got more for a while here like we're yeah, the, actually, this is, I didn't think about it, but we are getting into the end of the Joseph story here. And this is what I thought, and I had to double check because I never remember how many chapters were in the damn book. This is the end of Genesis. Joseph's story leads us into Genesis chapter 50. And when we get to the end. And then end, we're into Exodus? Yeah. After Genesis chapter 50 is Exodus chapter 1.
1: We'll have finally made it a few couple of years
0: in. Like a year and a half close to two years and we'll have finally finished the first book of the Bible we're almost there y'all
1: well gosh now I feel accomplished yeah right. right
0: I didn't realize we were so, so close so is, is now the
1: time that I should tell them tell them what T- tell them to like share and subscribe
0: well should we tell them to like share and subscribe is that something yeah, you and comment doing below. yeah
1: comment oh yeah you should definitely post
0: whatever you think yeah please do those things uh, that way maybe we can get through Exodus 2 at some point <laughs> Cause we're almost there. I'm so geeked. We're nearly there. Yeah, no, I'm super
1: stoked now. Thank you for pointing that We got to get
0: through all of this Joseph stuff first though. And there's another 10 chapters of that. So, well, eight chapters. It's interesting stuff though. It is. It is. And it goes by pretty quickly. So I'm hoping you're having as much fun as we're having. And if you are having as much fun as we're having, come join us on discord because we're, we're we're like this about the whole damn Bible, not just Genesis. So if you want to find out what's going on, Come join the conversation. We are doing if, all If sorts you're of crazy
1: watching stuff. the show and you're like, oh, you know, um the, the mouthy chick's okay, but that pastor, he like he has a lot of interesting ideas about about shit in the Bible. Like, I'd like to ask him about, about join the Discord. <laughs> and,
0: and if you're watching this and you're thinking, wow, that pastor is a bit of a pretentious asshole about the Bible. and He swears constantly and I want nothing to do with him. But that mouthy chick, now that's someone I want to be friends with. Join the Discord server. We're both there. Either way, it's good. Uh, And we hope we'll get to see you there. There's a bunch of other stuff going on. we got Bible studies every other week. we got worship on the first of the month, which I'm hoping as we get into the new year, we can get a little more worship going on too. By the way, this is a new thing we've been doing, and I have yet to mention it. We're also airing our partner church's Japanese worship service every other Sunday as well. So if you are either fluent in Japanese or really just want to figure out what the hell's going on, give it a watch. Always good. And you are always welcome to join us. By the way, our monthly worship services, which are in English, for, for in case you were guessing, uh, those are interactive. So you join the worship service on YouTube, and I'm monitoring both the YouTube comments and the Discord server live during the service. And we have a conversational component during our sermons, and we have prayers that you can offer in those spaces that'll get brought up in the worship service. It's not just viewing content when it comes to our worship services. So please come join us for that. Um, and of course, do the thing that Courtney told you to do a minute ago to like, share and subscribe because God almighty, do we need views? Uh, I know it's weird to hear a pastor telling you that, but we live for the views because that's the only thing that keeps this whole weird internet ministry going. Uh, but most importantly, uh, maybe
1: a, a, a less, a less uh, depressive view of it might be, you know, we're, we're doing this because we think it might help somebody. Yeah
0: um we're we're doing the lord's work here but we still live in a capitalism-based society where we need people to share shit so we can get visibility and all that so you know that wonderful balance that we talk about a lot between ministry and capitalism uh and by the way if you're wondering my opinion on that let me be very clear fuck capitalism but (laughs) we still got to live with it so um until we can do exactly that we'll deal but in the meantime I'm praying for y'all. I'm hoping y'all have a wonderful week and we will see you on the next episode of Back to Basics. Bye, y'all. Bye. Peace.